Hey, everybody, welcome to the More Than Words podcast. We are the aunties of inclusion. I yes. am Liz. And I'm Shara. Guess what? We I got so much coffee in us. You are going to have to slow down the speed on your... <laughs> slow down this episode. Go on and look at them volumes because we about to go so fast. Like we are absolutely pumped. Liz. And I lowered, I lowered my speaker volume too. Like did I did. You? I was like, I need to, because I just... You know how when you when you you you're like talking so far ahead than where your brain yes. is at. Yes. And then you're like, what did I do? like? <laughs> I have a meme or something. I need to post it on our Instagram that says, um, "Sometimes I surprise myself with the things that I say." <laughs> yes, yes. First and foremost, let me be honest. I am amped. I'm amped on caffeine and happiness. Second of all, I'm so amped that it is fogging my glasses. Like I don't understand where that energy is coming from. But I'm like, where's this fog? Because I'm not hot, but I'm that's that caffeine coming through. The caffeine is well, like, and I'm, I'm looking here. at the. I'm looking at myself, and um, because right now, you know, I've I've eaten a little bit too much after the uh the holiday. I I indulged myself, and I really you better, enjoyed. Myself. Better enjoy yourself. And so my little cheeks are like, because I'm laughing so much, they're making my eyes like really little. <laughs> Well, welcome to the club. I don't know if you noticed, but mine's definitely <laughs> disappear. Um, funny story, back in, when I was young, I got stung by a bee. Like, I'm allergic to bees, y'all, just so y'all know. I do talk a lot about beekeeping because of my cousin and all that, but absolutely allergic. So, oh, anyhow. I didn't know that. Yes, I always have an EpiPen. Y'all will listen. I am prepared to save myself. Man, we okay? have so many bees over here, and you were walking around and yes. everything. Like, okay. I had my okay. EpiPen ready. I was very vigilant. Don't tell them, don't forecast the story about our shenanigans yet. Okay, so wait. So I got stung in the face, right? By a bee when I was little. I literally turned into, at the time, Lion King was out. Everybody was like, you look like Mufasa from the Lion King. Like my eyes had disappeared. I couldn't go to school. My face was huge. I remember my aunts. I love them. All my TTs are so sorry, but I'm about to talk about y'all. They made so much fun of me and they used their Polaroid camera to make, take a picture. And to this day, I don't know where that picture is. However, I mean, I people was coming picture. by to look because I looked absolutely unrecognizable. But once again, we learned I was absolutely uh allergic to bees and by the way my eyes still disappear when i smile these cheeks they do the cheeking they really do yeah, they, i know my cheeks are work. working they are working they're working their work <laughs> but anyways i heard auntie. and i've and i've kind of forced you into this auntie moment so for those who have just tuned in because now we have a linkedin page yes Go also check out our Instagram page and our Facebook page. We have a community book, community page. Yes. And then as well, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like all these different things that I've just like rolled out for. I don't know why I've just said all of that stuff. It's First of all, you, you got them all in though. Let's recognize your goodness. You got it all in. By the way, if you just tuning in, y'all need to go back because this is not just your, this is not a professional podcast in this way. We don't, we don't come with that spirit of formality. We come with a spirit of, we got a lot of skills, information, but these personalities is going to be a part of this conversation. So if that's not what you two are there for, you might want to go back. Then this is, go this podcast is this not ain't for you. Go get you. The only thing serious. I will take though is, can somebody tell me about their podcasting uh, equipment? Because, I mean, I know we got our, you know, my Betty. You, I don't know what you've named yours. Uh, you I named did. Yours? I no, did. Okay. I know mm -mm. you don't name your stuff like I do, mm -mm, but I do. No. Um, yeah, I'd like, I'd like, but I'd like hint, hint, hints and tips on my podcasting equipment. Oh, but anyways. Don't tell so, nobody else. <laughs> don't tell nobody else that. For those who haven't tuned in, we typically have an amazing auntie moment. So usually yes. this is kind of, 
a topic that's top of mind or something that we're currently learning and growing from or an something experience. we do with our clients our clients so, really usually are the topic <laughs> let's just let's don't tell, tell the IT. That. we we don't give no names you don't know the no. industry but we definitely talk a little bit a little bit about them let them know like for a learning moment you know it's no shame it's all no research shame. it's all yeah. research and typically my stories are all audacious, like things that I've done in my life looking <laughs> back at. And I'm like, what was I thinking? Um, yeah, like when I went, you know, I had a moment at Whole Foods, you know. The, that one, back. if y'all don't know what that episode is, go fish. Because that go episode fishing. was hilarious. And I'll be honest with you, I was like, I don't know who's across from me. I found my Biggie small shirt too. So, you know. Why you wait, I have, where, where that was? Okay. I know, but let's I get to the anyway, let's get, okay. you digress. Okay. So sure, I, 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 asked, I asked you to do the auntie moment because I wanted to get your input on. First of all, your, she's your horrible. What you don't, what y'all don't know, she's horrible. This is the thing. So, so FYI, if y'all haven't been paying attention, but you need to catch up. So I don't know what y'all been doing in 2023. Get on it. Get back, get, get your, get your tunes on, get your walk on, turn on the More Than Words podcast. But man, so we had our first international tour. And when I say tour, it was just me going over there to uh, work with Liz. Like we had a full blown, like vision You should have just stopped it at tour. You should have just stopped because it made it sound fancy. Like, I know. Oh, I was hey, like, ooh, that felt expensive. They toured the whole of Europe. I was like, ooh, that felt expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listen, so we went over there. We had to do our visioning, our uh, strategic planning um, for 2023. So, yes, we was fully working. But I got to go to the Slay Casa, okay? The UK Slay Casa, okay? So I got to get all the, be all the slays. And let me just say, um, so my intentions weren't 100% pure because I don't know if y'all know me yet. But for my friendships, I need to know what my people doing. I need to know that they good. So I need to see your environment. I need to see your house. I need to see your neighborhood. I want to see how people looking at you. I want to go to your grocery store, make sure you got the good foods. I want to make sure your beauty products is up to speed because you can't be out here slacking. I don't care what country you in. I was like, I'm going to have to check a bag. We making sure you is ready. We got the seasonings. Okay, I was all in there. I was making sure my girl was good. Which I kept your seasoning, by the way, and I fully don't tell nobody it. about that season. First of all, no, don't look. tell nobody about that good season I brought over there because I would tell you the spirit of that was like a tradition. <laughs> but so I came to the UK. We did all these things, but I got a chance to be a part of Slave Family. Let me just tell you something. The weather was perfection. I took credit for bringing some of the sunshine. Um, it wasn't that cold, even though you're going to see me on some of the posts with this big old coat on because I thought I was going into the blizzard. I had my Aspen coat. Like, I only been to Aspen one time and I had to buy a coat appropriate for that space. And I'm telling you, I had it all. I was like, I'm ready, right? I thought I was going to be in the streets. It was not. It was so warm and unusual. You know, climate change is real. Um, but anyway, I got to hang out and I really loved it. Let me tell you the top three things that I loved about the UK. So first of all, um, in the beginning of the year, normally it's a very rushed spirit. But this town where Liz and the family live is such a vibe. Like, you got the butcher, the baker, like you got the coffee, you got the little nail shop, you got a little spot that clearly is the club, but it's never open, but open. I don't know what that was about. And also you just got a lot of communities of people saying hi, walking dogs, very active. I was like, oh, people be up early trying to get their life. But my favorite was the milk person. Yes, a milkman. There is a person 
who comes to bring some high quality uh, dairy product. Now, let me tell you, I'm not, I don't know all the ins and outs about dairy products, which is whether it's good or not, but this milk was, could be bottled up and sold at the highest level of whole foods. It is bottled up and sold. Premium, premium, <laughs> premium, premium experience. I First of all, I shouldn't be drinking no milk. I don't know about my spirit of lactose intolerance, but I will say that you this is the best You were having milk that I, milk though. I definitely was. I was like, don't forget that milk, okay? Because that milk was so, and it you was were, so you fresh. Were, you were trying to find the milk person too. Because you, you kept trying to wake up to, to. Correct. But apparently they come at 2 a.m. is what I found out. See, I was misinformed. So they told me it was like four something. So I was prepared, eyes open, milk was already there. I was like, okay, so they, they got this spirit of like um, official. So I didn't hear no, no noise. So, you know, I was on the prowl. I was like, I don't hear no noise. It wasn't that no car pulled up, no jangling because they are glad. Anyway, high, that was top of my list. Um, second of all, second of all was seeing how responsible, right? As far as recycling and composting, I didn't know that was going to be very interesting to me, but it was definitely really, really important that I got to see like, okay, so we, the U.S. definitely manages uh, their um, car, their their carbon footprint pretty differently than the U.K. do. So it was really nice to be there. And I happened to be there when one day they were using 80% renewable energy um, and not necessarily petroleum. So being a part of that and seeing like this day where everybody Everybody's using like, you know, solar, I mean, uh, solar or renewable energies was pretty dope. And then top number one was being with the slaves. I got to be with the boys and I got to see my girl. Like we was just in the spirit of, you know, spring break, but adulting at the same time. Um, We definitely (laughs) scared some business owners. We definitely scared some business owners because we were all up in there. Because we're loud. Listen, and then when you bring was... Shara and I together. Well, you know what, Shara? The one thing that I'd like to uh, bring into this was like kind of how different we both are. So you were doing it like you're like, I'm checking up on my girl. I'm making sure that, you know, you know, everybody like people aren't treating her wrong. Like she was always very much like safety conscientious. And I'm the complete opposite. Right. Like I am like, nah, like I'm misindependent. Like I could do what you know. But the one thing that that help me because I always think of um I always go back to like our strengths right like it's so amazing to look at our strengths and how both of us are very different in a lot of ways um but we also honor those differences right and so that your safety um kind of your safety aspect or your safety behavior that you have it 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 caused me to like start thinking about my own safety like am I really thinking about this correctly and like you know and then I hope too I know in our previous episode you talked about your fun too so you know for me it's like if you're safe you're not fun (laughs) you've known this if there's rules I'm gonna break them that's why I'm a disruptor in organizations, right? That's why I kept getting in trouble. But we won't talk about that. But you know what I mean? Like I have this idea. So it kind of helped me like rethink about my uh, thought process on safety and on fun and on rules and all that stuff. And it's like, oh, this is cool. This is interesting. It was. I loved it, though. I got to put my guard down quite a bit. I mean, I, I will say the sense of community in that town and in the towns that we got to visit was really just like super dope to kind of not have all that, you know, city girl in me. And oh, city girl, that was a pun. 
Uh, all bad things. Okay, all good things too. I kind of let that flow. I ain't going to say that about that. Anywho, um, but anywho, I will say that one of the biggest things I will say is that I just, I felt so much love in that house. Listen, shout out to all the um, folks who are parenting and adulting and living their individual uh, lives and purposes. And they got little ones or grown ones or full house of people where they got to put in a routine. Cause you know, I just love to see um, different family ecosystems is what I call them. And I'll tell you, the Slays ecosystem was one of the funnest ones I have been in in a long time where I was like, you know, I'm not in, they had such a well-oiled machine in the routine and seeing the boys filled with so much energy and joy. I mean, they were so joyful. Everything was such a vibe. Like, I can't tell y'all, y'all not invited. Just I don't know. This is not my house, but I just want to let y'all know y'all can't come. But maybe we'll meet you at a location. <laughs> but I don't want nobody to get too excited and all of a sudden be asking questions because I don't gonna want to be DMing there. me. They're going to be DMing me. I'm like, uh, can, go. I stay, can I stay Absolutely in Absolutely not. Stuff? Which I've renamed our house. I am going to officially go. I'm going to call reveal? it. Uh, no, I'm going to call it Casita. Oh, like from like it's a little Casita. So I'm going to go through the official. Anyways, that's we're, we're going digressing. Okay, let's digress. So, but so I today had a on our episode, we had a great time. cool, great, that's amazing. Well, today we have an amazing guest, like so incredible, amazing. Um, she, we met her during our branding picture. So if y'all have seen all of our amazing pictures, which were done by Victoria Garcia Studios, there was someone else behind. So Victoria, obviously, super incredible, super talented with her camera. But there was somebody else behind that, but behind that camera coaching us. And how I remember that I knew that I connected with Haley on a different level was when we were like taking our pictures and like we weren't sure. And also it was like July in Houston. It was hella hot. It was I had 145 spanks degrees. On, like, yeah, no, like, and I had spanks on. So like it just, it was not okay. And sweat was coming everywhere. But anyways, I, all I heard was like, you're powerful, you're successful, you're an amazing um, DEI professional, like you're a, a subject matter expert. And I was like, I am all these things. And you know what I love, and this is what I love about coaching because oftentimes we don't tell ourselves all these amazing things that we are and we only focus on the things that we're not. And so it was so refreshing because I'm like, oh, actually I do this for other people. So it was so refreshing to have someone else that I didn't know do that back to me. And like, I'm like, yeah, like this is amazing and and, and incredible and everything. So I wanna introduce um, Haley Ryan with Mac Ryan Studios. Ooh, Come on, Haley, onto the screen. Yes. We love love. <laughs> I'm just listening to you and I'm like, yeah, it was 145 degrees in July. Absolutely yes. it was, yes. The, it was oh the clothes God. changing, the changing of the clothes where you knew it was hot. It was like, okay, so these clothes not coming off. They have definitely saran wrapped around this body. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm in air conditioning and I'm changing in air conditioning and I'm sweating. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Haley, listen, we have a way in which we love to introduce, have all our guests introduce themselves. So so first and foremost, we want, we've provided you the diversity. Well, we want to know who you are before we hear about all your professional glory, because we got so many things we can talk about, but we want to hear about you as a person. But like, what are those top dimensions that you leave in the world? 
Yeah. So I loved the diversity wheel and I actually needed the handicap of like defining like what every single layer meant. And it really made me evaluate. Yeah. Like what things stand out and I'm like, okay, like where do, cause we have our assumed identities, I think, but really looking at the diversity wheel is like, okay, well, which things do I kind of allow to be assumed? And then which things do I kind of more challenge? So um, can I go layer by layer? You could go layer by layer because okay. we, we want all the tea because we nosy now. You done said all that. We nosy. Um, so, in the, so in the diversity world, so starting with the, the internal um, dimensions, the things that I really align with are sexual orientation and then race. Specifically, I definitely have lots of opinions about that. Externally, um, education, appearance, marital status, which is very funny because I had a really challenging conversation about that the other day that I didn't realize that my own biases and opinions and identities around it, I don't know, like still align. Anyway, it's very fascinating. Um, and then the outer wheel, so organizational dimension, which is where I think a lot of us kind of fall. I'd like default, we're like, you know, cause it's when we talk, when you guys are talking about like the US versus the UK and just different cultures, I love that there are different people that it's not like, well, what, tell me what you do. And we kind of like evaluate people. Where do you live? What do you do for a living? All of that. And so I was like, oh yeah, I, I default to that. So lately I've been trying to come up with better questions to ask people, like what are their hobbies? But um, anyway, I'm, I'm going on the side, on the side ventures that you guys go on. So on the, um, on the organizational, the dimensional wheel, I really identify with a level of classification and seniority um, that definitely stems from when I dig deep, like stems from like since childhood, like I started managing at 19 years old, that what? whole like, mm -hmm, yeah, I'm like hiring and training people at like 19. I think about that now and I'm like, should that have been allowed? I don't know. But, but you uh, know, though, Haley, I'm not surprised with that because um, if I can interject real quick and uh, not to mess with your flow, but um, I'm not surprised with that. Not saying that that's a bad thing, but you definitely have this confidence and it was so inspirational. And I know that's a lot, you know, for such a young age to have that kind of responsibility over you. But I, I can I'm not surprised on it, I, I should say, because you you show this level of confidence and I, like this expertise. And I absolutely saw it in our branding shoot, which is why you're here on our podcast now. <laughs> Thank right. You. Fangirl moment. We fanning. We fanning out. But but <laughs> Hilly, you were saying something about these dimensions and like kind of the, the mm -hmm. things that were coming alive for you, like that was really important. So when mm -hmm. you think about that piece, you know, that's the positive, What like contrasting kind of some of those positive things that were coming up for you. We do want to understand, like, what are some of the stereotypes, right, that pops up when you look at that wheel? Because many of us have to navigate both those positive pieces just like anything right but there's also some stereotypes that go along with those dimensions is there any that kind of popped out when you looked at it yeah so I think the things that I identify with um while they're internal to me I think that I externally show them and what I mean by that is I'll tell like a, a brief story so when I was in college I took a uh uh, sexuality and diversity uh, inclusive type class. First of all, it's the only professor I have ever had that has ever or mentor of any kind that's like, oh, it's an open door. A lot of people say that, few people show up for it. That professor absolutely did. I learned so much in that class and in that class. And then fast forwarding a few years later, 
um, a lot of what I hold on the inside, I show on the outside. And, and I challenged that a handful of years ago and I chopped off all of my hair. I was going into like a new profession and I was like, okay, like I was starting off in tech. I was like, I can be whoever I want to be. What does that person look like? And it was at that kind of intersection that I figured out that I really needed to change these identifiers and how I felt about them internally. So a lot of them are, you know, I look like a cis, white, heterosexual, blonde haired, light eyed, fair skinned female. And there's so many other things that go against that. I've been in multiple relationships. I, my last, my last name legally is Hernandez. No one really guesses that I'm Hispanic or they assume I'm married. Um, and so I, I had cut off all of my hair because I really wanted to understand how much, it sounds so silly now, but like, I really wanted to understand like how much of who I am is attached to what I look like. Ooh, first of all, <laughs> raise your hands in the audience. Y'all know we can't see y'all, but I want the spirit to move you. <laughs> but you know, we done all been through that big chop. Okay. I don't care if it's three inches, seven inches, eight inches, or all of it. We done all said, you know what? Today is the day that yes. somebody else is coming out this chair when we finish because we yes. are done with that. Oh, I mean, it is such a cathartic peace when you are when you know it's like that blossoming right it's like you know that the space in which you in is not fitting you well and a part of that is trying to figure out how you about to wiggle out of that into your new space or bust out of that into your new space and here is such an important piece specifically I mean I think in general women but I know for me in my culture it's like if something going on you're gonna check my hair first and my hair is gonna tell you Cheryl needed to change something going on the spirit has moved past wherever she was so you know <laughs> that's the red hair right like I know y'all see them braids in that logo but them braids was a different period so I'm with you Haley so I think a lot of people raising their hands and then a second other piece that you said many of us have had that open door closed face um, you know, mm -hmm. the people who be like, oh, come on anytime and talk and they not available or they, mm -hmm. their face, anytime you come past, they look at you kind of like, okay, why are you bothering me? I don't got time for, it. or they say it, but the, they ain't even never there to just get, be there for you. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I'm glad you shot mm -hmm. out of that out. So real quick, on this yeah. story, when you made the big chop, what was it, what you needed? And then, and, and what, how did other people respond to you? Yeah. So actually it took me like four chops because it was longer than it is now. And I cut off about two or three inches and I was like, that's just not short enough. And I went, and I'm telling you, I went back and got a haircut probably every week to every two weeks until it was a pixie because I was like, it just, it was like, I was itchy in my own skin. It just, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And the people I worked with at the time um, kept kind of making fun of me. They're like, girl, like, you would get a haircut every week or every few and it just it was never enough to feel like I had really shed my skin it's kind of how it felt um and that was um I always had this idea of if I cut off all my hair I'm sure plenty of other people feel this way but if I cut off all my hair how will I be perceived and am I ready for that perception and <clears throat> I think that I was mentally in such a place that I knew that I was going through a change and I didn't, I couldn't put my finger on it. So then by the time it's all said and done, it's bleach, it's chopped, it's short. I felt so cool in a lot of ways and really ballsy and a, a lot of others. But what shocked me the most, and you already know it's easy to make me cry, okay? But like what shocked me the most was how often, 
how wrong I was about the poor perceptions I assumed would happen. Right. It's like when it's like when someone when you're when you're challenged with something, it's like, well, what if I fail? Well, also, like, what if it goes really well? Right. So I had a lot of negative perceptions at first. Am I going to look butch? Am I going to be this? Am I going to be all of these really ugly things, even though I felt really powerful and very. um, uh, Why am I forgetting her name right now? She's like the lead woman in the Devil's Prada. My goodness. Oh, um, Anne Hathaway or Meryl Streep. Yes. Meryl yes. Streep. Yes. Meryl okay. Streep. I was going to say, yes. I was like, <laughs> give me yes. my steak. Yes. So like, I, I just, I went to a holiday party and, it was like, and I got, did all this, and I was like, I felt powerful. But what shocked me the most was how frequently I was stopped by both men and women. Men in any capacity were like, I love your hair. Like you look super cool. Whatever validation which I was like, cool. I mean, I didn't do it for you, but like there was that you, they kind of stifled that sound of what I was afraid of. But then even more shockingly, I cannot tell you how many women stopped me for like the year I had this really short hair of every race, every age, like that would just stop me. And they're like, I love your hair. I've always, always wanted to chop my hair off. I'm telling you like a 70 year old woman who had longer hair was like, I have always wanted to do that. And for that entire, I was like, do it. To every single person, I was like, do it, chop it off. It will grow back. Like I was such a, a champion of it and, and even more shocking, but my husband doesn't like short hair. I don't think I would look good with it. So, and so it was always about someone else's thought that stopped them from doing this thing. And I felt it, it, it certainly did gleaned a little bit of validation for me you know I don't think that's why we do everything but it doesn't hurt sometimes either when something's really scary to you um and so I think that it was probably the first time I finally realized that what it meant to pave the way for other people even if it's just having a conversation and why I mentioned the professor earlier was because my final like paper that I had to write I wrote about hair and it wasn't until like three or four years later that I chopped off all my hair. So it was one of those full circle moments that I didn't realize I had planted my own seeds so many years before. And then that happened. And so I think that's why in connecting with y'all, I was like, oh, like there are people that are, that are, that are doing the work that are activating and engaging in a way that starts with community and it starts with conversation. And I think that's why I was so drawn to y'all and our in our initial conversation, because I know that I have those stories. That's probably the biggest one, but I was like, oh, like that's what it means to kind of kind of stand in the light for other people who share your same fear in a lot of ways. That was a really long-winded story, but that answers Oh the my God, no, gosh, this is gonna be a whole clip just on its own because I think so many people can rest, so many things just started coming up for me while you said that. The first one is you're absolutely right. I think our society has been driven on fear and expectations. Mm -hmm. And yes, to a certain degree, those behaviors tend to protect you. Like for example, the fear of getting burned if you put your hand on the fire, yes. But how are we carrying those behaviors throughout our whole lives to the point where it's not allowing us to move forward and to Mm -hmm. dream and to do that thing that we've always wanted to do and to stop thinking about what other people want and other people expect. because you know what the reality is everybody nobody cares 
Okay, they everybody's don't. trying to no. They're trying to figure it out themselves. They're yeah. trying to like work through this world. They don't care what you're doing. Like they don't. Yeah. The other thing that came up for me too is, I know on your website because I was you know going through your website as we were putting questions <laughs> together. One of the things that you talk about is branding the grit and elevating stories, mm -hmm. and I feel like. Yes, we, Shara and I are doing this work in community and in inclusion and equity and, and, and belonging and diversity, but you are doing a lot of community work. Um, and I could definitely see that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but your story of your hair and that whole experience, it was that grit, right? It was mm -hmm. the grit and trying to figure out yourself and your identity and what you stood for and your purpose. And then, of course, that is part of your story and that is part of who you are, which makes sense now. Like, it's all coming together. Why, Mac Ryan, <laughs> on your website, you branded branding the grit and elevating stories. Like, what, mm -hmm. what amazing. What amazing. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> it's funny because it's, it's always interesting to hear an echo back of what someone else's takeaway is. So I'm like, oh, yeah, like you're kind of also connecting some like subcategory dots that I'm like oh I guess that does make sense like it does because I know my intention behind it but like they're saying that and I'm like oh yeah well, I, I'm only doing what you did to me because when I came to you for Somos Culture and mm -hmm. I asked you about my branding and I gave you this whole document of stuff and um you said well what do you like think about what you stand for what your purpose is and make it mm -hmm. actionable Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, one question that I have is when you think about working and developing someone's brand, like you have mm -hmm. me, someone who's very, especially when um, this work is very personal to me, right? Because this is, um, this is, is, is not just like, oh, it's my job. No, this is my purpose because it's driven through my lived personal and professional experiences, right? And I want to help others empower them and, and work through a lot of these things and fears and expectations and stuff. So this is so personal to me. And you really helped me kind of take out, keep the personal side of it as the core but also mm -hmm. make it to where it's actionable. So when you when you think about developing a brand, what are the key things you do with or uh, for a client? One of the key things that I do, and past clients can tell you this because I've had, I, I must I do attract people that are just like me because like a large majority of my clients have cried um, in our like strategy session. So a core focus that I really go back to is actually understanding the person like, what's the motivation behind it? Because I think that while brands are largely, largely visual, for sure, um, they're also so emotional. And so in developing a visual story, whether that's, I mean, that's everything from like fonts and, and, you know, color families that tell a larger story. That's one of my favorite things to do. But it's also about... <clears throat> how do we really honor the emotional side and the future growth of like this evolving person? Because my goal for a brand and, and so, so many of my businesses are, are entrepreneurs to small businesses. Those are, are really, those are my people. Um, I want to do something that, that honors and makes like your 10 year old self really proud, you know? So, so when it's like, Oh, well, I have a vision that's this, this, this and absolutely like you want to make, 
2.5 mil, like I got you. We won't make it happen. But if you, if the child inside of you is this whimsical adventurer with some grit and there's, then I want to tell a color story and I want to use typography and I want to do color grading in your photos and your videos that actually represents that person. Because you're, while we attract our own energy, I want you to feel like as this ever evolving person, you're still who you were when you were 10 at the core and six and 15 and 21 and all of these things. And so I always really, I try to dig and get as personal as possible because I know that that collaborative relationship means that you will also have a lot more buy-in is probably the wrong word, but it's like, you feel more connected to your own mission. So then when you're showing up visually, it's easy. It's not, it's not you putting on an outfit to make you feel, it's like, it's, it's, it's like when you envision what a CEO looks like and you're like, well, they look like these things. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. But like, did society tell you that that's what they look like? Who do you look like as that leader in that space and building this brand? Let's do that version. And so a core, core belief, and that's why I love the diversity wheel with like, what do you align to and how true uh, and how much of that is your truth and how much of that is like societal truth. So first of all, this you over here just preaching. Do we need to be here? Because we don't have to be here. If you don't want us to be here. You can go and finish this podcast for us, and we go on and just give you the the real at the end and let them know oh where they can gosh. find us. I'm no, learning so much, and I'm writing stuff down. I'm like, yes, yes. okay, my ten year old self, whimsical. Yes. yes, and it's funny because whimsical is one of the words in the words um, that Liz really embodies. Grit is really one of the words I embody, and and so the intentionality of this conversation is just landing with us, and it's fun because we talked a lot about this in our our UK planning session and so it's just kind of all hitting but I know there's a bunch of people right now who are just like okay so I don't know what the difference is you know you're telling me I'm a 10 year old self as somebody who I'm trying who is in the essence need to be seen when I think about hearing about that quite frankly I'm like oh that chubby 10 year old girl oh that big old t-shirt she used to wear she was trying to hide all those things it just took me back quite frankly frankly to our shoot because what y'all don't know behind the scenes so we so we gave Haley just an unreasonable request right like for real for real we said look we got our own individual companies that we need to get shots for and we have more than words that you need to have shared shots with so it was like three and one now that sounds a little probably like oh why would that be different well Liz is whimsical I'm grit and we got this more than worse thing that we got to pull together. So it's like, who is all these personalities that we got to reel in on one day? Shout out to this headband that I'm wearing in honor of Haley, because let me just tell you, she wore a headband that day that did so many things to like from sweeping your, from grabbing something so that you could get the right shot to like holding our hair back to hold her back. She was just in the mission. That, that headband did a lot of work. But and when her I, backpack. And her backpack. Oh, that backpack was legendary. The backpack was to keep us alive. It was really not, it was beyond the door explorer backpack. It was like a life CPR. It's like, let me spray some water on y'all. Okay, you got some shine. You need some gloss. You need this. I mean, everything was in that little backpack. I don't know how you did it. But I will say, I'm going back to this, and this is a vulnerable conversation, which is I, when we talked about this shoot, 
there was a list that I gave you of things that I did not like about my body that I wanted to be cropped and moved and shifted and those types of things. And I'll just give y'all the tea because I'm gonna be vulnerable. But I was like, I don't like how my belly is sitting, you know, in these, and you know, I'm still trying to figure out my body after losing weight. I had some arms that I was just like, oh, these arms, I haven't really ever liked them since I was 10. So I was like, I don't know. And there was just other like little stuff that I just was so uncomfortable with. And now that I recall was just really Haley, you trying to be so confident in the moment to try to pull that behind us so that we could just be the people that we were every day in front of you. So when you, you, I'm sure we're not the only ones, but when you hear us, when people come to you feeling very uncomfortable about just in general, maybe the physical aspects or the parts of themselves, or honestly, quite frankly, being seen for the first time, right? Like being seen as one individual, as an image, you know, what is important when you, you know, work with clients like that? So I, I love the discovery call. Cause like I get your personality. So at that point, I think what I focus on is what is going to make you feel good? Because at the end of the day, like, think about literally every image you've ever seen. It evokes an emotion. And so my goal is to pull that energy out of you. I don't care if I got to hose you down with glitter. I don't care if I need to look up. I've looked up dad jokes before, photo shoots, because I know that's something that someone like resonated with. Um, I will do anything to pull out like that genuine smile or that genuine pride or that, or that genuine that grit filled energy, like a lot of concentration, very serious. Like I will do whatever it takes to find that part that I felt when we connect in a call and then bring that energy to the shoot. And well, I probably also like my backpack. I, I try to also observe any other thing that I possibly can that takes that energy away from somebody. That's why I'm like, Oh, you need snacks. You need water. You need a fan. Like, I don't want you to think about your hair. I don't want you to, I don't want you to think about anything except for the energy that we're, that I want to make sure comes through. Because if you're smiling and you're like, look, that might be a double chin, but that's my laugh for real. There's a lot more images that come out that are more genuine than, than more of a stock imagery style, right? Like in brand photography, like, okay, we all need kind of like B-roll, right? Like stock images that kind of feel like our brand and they tie in on the background. That's, for sure, you working on a laptop is like, I feel like in every brand photo shoot. But what do you look like when you're on a phone call and when you're really mad or when you're faced with a challenge? Like that is like, I want to see the human side. And so that's what I try to like. I try to find the thread from the first call and pull it through the shoot and then eliminate anything else that you could possibly like prefer to divert your energy to than like showing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, because, you know, it is so it is something so personal. And I don't know, Shara, from your perspective, but I felt like that photo shoot was my launching pad to my autonomy. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to cry, y'all. Like, I'm on a podcast. <laughs> no, but it was it was, <laughs> you know, I had spent 20 years in corporate corporate America. And now I was going to take this journey into the unknown. And it's going to be it was going to be very scary. And I, you know, I move I was moving countries at the time. And so I could have easily focused on all the negative things on all the bad on all the what am I doing here? Who's gonna who's gonna hire me? Like who's gonna who wants to be coached by me like all these things. So, because you know what? It is easier. 
And so it is so important to have someone like you, Haley, as a, a, a branding person, as a coach. Um, I don't know. Do you classify yourself as a coach? I don't know. Sorry about that. Um, I don't. It, I do. It, it, oh, okay. It sneaks in. It sneaks <laughs> in. She's a yeah. natural coach. Um, but, you know, like someone who's branding, it is something so personal. And I think you do such a great job on, uh, and you know that it's personal. And I think your story um, lends itself to that because you know the things that you've went through at a very young age, you know, like where you're kind of bleeding people and you're managing people and you're developing all these things for people. It's like you have a great way on bringing out the best in everybody and and just, you know, branding and branding them. But what is the... <laughs> I know, right? So we love each other so much. Um, but when you think about owning your own brand, and I think you kind of alluded to it a little bit, what do you think we should all consider as we are building our brands? Ask it one more time. When, when, when you think about owning your brand or building your brand, what are the things that we all should be considering as we're building our brand? It's kind of funny because I feel like it's outside of the visual piece, but <clears throat> I, I get a real like icky feeling when we talk about like our ideal client. And I think that what's more important than that is your, your true and lived community um, when we talk about brand. So I'll, I'll kind of split this in two. We'll talk about like, like going into coaching, right? Like you clearly, you both like come from a corporate background. You have a network professionally of your own right and so it does feel really vulnerable to go out on your own people already have they they kind of have their definition of you right i think that if it's a personal brand or an a solopreneurship venture i think it's all about like your immediate community and the kind of connections you really want to make um there there's a saying and i don't totally know how i feel about it yet but it's like you know, your, your clients are more likely to become your friends than your friends to become your clients, right? And so when I think about like your community, it's like people love, like we might have certain times when we feel like the world is a hard place. I think we all go through those seasons that it feels impossible. But I think what is invaluable is to find <clears throat> the, the community that you want to serve and that you want to connect with and, and that you can connect with in a more vulnerable way because though, because ultimately people love to help people. People love to help people. So if, if it's not about you going out and you trying to find a you making a hundred pitches to, to sell your services, it's about figure out who you wanna serve and leading with that first. Because then if it's like, I, I think the way that I look at it, and I think maybe to, to better answer your question is, I'm never trying to serve the person that's right in front of me. But I'm like, but I'm going to share with you my mission because you might know somebody. And I'm more looking at you as a connector than as an immediate um, invoice. That sounds, you know, pretty candid to say, but I think that something that we, that we should focus on first is serving. And I think that through the last two or three years, I don't know many people that will contest me. I think a lot of people have kind of been burned by people that weren't in it to serve. They were in it to survive. 
And, so, and I'll be honest, that's a good point. We, I mean, we went through a number of people that we were just thinking about we were going to work with. And, and honestly, you know, for people not calling us back or when they talk to us prices first and not really understand the complexity of our shoot. And, you know, I mean, you were pretty high on our list, so it made it really easy. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things that it's like, you're right. We encounter that on the DNI side quite a bit in our industry mm-hmm. is kind of reeling from it where people, you know, took on the opportunities of the last two years when we were really at the height of like racial and social injustice. And, you know, people jumped into these roles and these jobs and they came in to like, oh, this is my opportunity to like either, you know, you know, jump into get more money or do these things. And some people didn't come with purpose. Like you got to have a purpose when you're in this type of work, because, you know, it's really like no one's saying thank you for this work. The sometimes it's really incremental. It's up and and then at the end of the day you're trying to make sure that you're you're really serving right the whole point of this is it's a very much so selfless at times act because the the people who receive the benefit is never like you per se it's the people in which you are trying to create the culture the environment the inclusion for um and the connectivity mm-hmm. for so you're absolutely right i mean to hear you know we talk a lot about other types of leadership but servant leadership is a very true statement where you are purpose driven in what it is that you're trying to have an impact and it's very much so in that act of um in in making sure that at the end of the day a legacy and connection is left behind well after you've paid that invoice you know well Mm -hmm. after you had that session or whatever the case so, you know, one of the questions we had was like, I, I need a tactical question. Like, what's the difference between an image and a brand? <laughs> like, you know, I didn't know we were going to go so deep. You know, I was like, I need other answers. Yeah. So I think that brand is such an umbrella term and, and an image and photography is just a supporting arm like of this greater umbrella. Right, and I think that ultimately, while a brand has overarching morals and values and visions and and motion, I think that an image is the emotional support to that mission. You know, it's like I I I have so much respect for Nike as a brand, and it's like if you really look at their imagery and their ads and their commercials and all of that, like obviously their tagline "Chef's Kiss," but you get a sense of what they mean because it's not because because it's not always about the highlights but it's about doing the work and so I think when you see an image and it evokes this emotion whether it's that 10 year old self or this future you that you're working towards or building this brand that's the big that's the biggest difference you can pick imagery all day but when you start to find commonality that's when that's when you're building a brand that answer that I hope it was super helpful. I think most of us are trying, I know for us, or at least for me in general, are trying to figure that out. Like, I think, mm-hmm. you know, people see the nice pictures and see Liz and I posting, but a lot of that is just sometimes you just make it sure that you're showing up authentically and, and how much do you mm-hmm. want to keep for yourself and how much do you want to give to the world yeah. is always that right balance. Yeah. And I think you know, between image and brain, you have to constantly kind of toggle between that. And I know some people are like, no, I'm going all in online and and, I, and my privacy and my image could be out there floating as much as they want. But that's definitely been a, quite a bit of conversation for Liz and I about like what level of what's for us and what's to be consumed, right? And so, yeah. you know, and, and specifically around images for me, 
right? For me, it's been really important because I have a level of, you know, what's important to me around like keeping some things very close to me. That's just for me. Um, and just, and also for my family, right? Right. For them, because not everybody wants to be in the limelight either. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like mm, that's your job. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so invaluable. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because I think that's definitely something that I talk to clients about. I'm like, there has to be some stuff that's just for you. Like, I don't, don't get me wrong. I understand. And I certainly struggle with it. It's like, everything can be monetized. Like, I mean, anything that you want to do, but how much of that do you want that to be a part of your brand? Or do you just want that to be, do you want that to be a part of your brand? Do you want that to be something that's just for you? Or do you want it to be something that you just share occasionally because you want to connect with people about cooking because you like to cook and that's it. And that's fine. And maybe you might, and then, and then that goes to the community, right? It's like, then you, then you find people that, that it might lead to an opportunity, but that's not why you do it. But I, I really love that you mentioned that because there are certainly parts that people really struggle with whether they publicize it or not. I'm like, just start off with not. Like if it feels yeah. like it needs to be close to the chest, just keep it there. That's that's fine. I think that because we look at, or I would, I feel confident enough to say that we look at a level of success. And when we look at successful people, people become very obsessed with who are they and how they do it and what's their family like and what supportive roles did they have? Like who played a role in their success? And we become really obsessive about it in a way that I think then we feel like if we want to reach this idea of success, whatever it is for you individually, that you have to give everything away to get there. And I think that's a really big misconception. I'm glad glad you mentioned that. Yeah, no, I I think so. We typically kind of end our episode with a moment of reflection. And I think that's just such Mm -hmm. a a beautiful reflection to have as you're building your brand, as you're taking this leap of faith in entrepreneurship, or you're already in it, but you're rebranding, or you've been doing it a certain way. I think for me, what I got from this conversation, Haley, and first of all, thank you for coming onto our podcast and sharing your story and who you are and, and what you represent. And I mean, what I really appreciate is like your authenticity from the day we met you on the discovery call through the photo shoot, through afterwards and all my questions that I had. And then also, you know, to this moment now, what like six months down the road and and having this podcast. And I think for me, what I've learned from you and from our conversation today is to just do it. (laughs) No no pun intended with Nike, but just do it. Like do what scares you. And there is no right or wrong way of doing it. Do it to your authenticity. Do it to according to your values and according and and keep your boundaries and do what Mm -hmm. you feel is comfortable for you and not what you're expecting of yourself because you're basing it on other people and, and what you do. And I think for me, I come from an accounting background. So for me, it's always, you know, looking at the historical side of things and anticipating the future. And I think 18 years of accounting, what that's done for me is then it's it's impacting my own brand and my own business in that sense. Because now I'm like, well, what is everybody else doing? And, you know, and of course, like I'm a Capricorn as well. So I always think about the finances and money and building wealth. <laughs> But I always think about it from a sense of like, well, what are other people doing as opposed to thinking about it from 
what do I need? What does wealth look like for me? What does my brand look like for me? What do I stand for? What is my purpose? And am I living in it? Yeah, no, I'm with you, Liz. Like, I think uh, so much came up for me in that similar way. I think one thing that's really just sitting on my heart heavy right now is really about is my brand serving the intentions that I set forth for it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is it really embodying those things? I think, Haley, something you said earlier really just resonated with me, which is, you know, it, it this is not just for consumption. It's for, it's, it's a part of who I am and what's important to me. So that is really showing up. And then the other part, go back to your service piece as well, which was like, is it serving, is it continuously serving others? And, and part of that for me right now is really around that evolution, right? You know, when we did that photo Mm -hmm. shoot that I look at those pictures and that person has evolved so drastically from that day. And it's like, okay, so keeping that brand, those images fresh to go along with the person that I am and the people that I want to continuously serve as well as the people, the new people that I want to interact with. So I'm really just taking that on. Like I'm a probably journal about that since some audio knows back to is and stuff but I think Kelly I would love to just hear what what has come up for you I mean you share so much about you know the intersections of what we brought to the table and the skills that you have and in your points of view but is there anything lingering that you want to give our audience before we close I think to keep with the consistent messaging I think the biggest thing for me that has has come through and threaded through the you know, first time meeting up now is just really connection and outside, outside of serving, I think, and keep, and keeping with the theme of the more than words podcast and why it's so mission minded and feel top of mind for me is really challenging myself to look for opportunity to connect and to work with people that stand confidently in their capabilities and, and I mean this with all the love in my heart, but that don't look like me. It's, there's a, there's a point that I have, can that time feel very pigeonholed that not only is it who I tend to, or have in the past, I'll say in the past, have tend to work with, but it's also who I tend to compare myself to. And I think there's so many capabilities in the world and everybody that exists that something that has continued to linger for me is, what does the community that I want to not build, but be a part of and what active change is actually happening and how do I engage and then use my strengths to elevate and echo that and build confidence in things that people are already doing. Cause I think that's where my strengths really lie. Um, and finding an opportunity to do that. That's incredible. Oh, it's so, I'm just my heart is filled so much right now. So, and I hope the listeners have gotten something from this. I know that if you did it, so I will say yes. I filled up. I am so filled up at this moment, and I honestly will say that I think that you know so many people probably came in with something in mind that they were going to get from this conversation, and now they got something so much more, right? So whoever that is, make sure you like it, share, and subscribe to More Than Words podcast. Also check out Haley Ryan's. Her site will be um, a link in the bio and all those good things. But Haley, is there anything coming up for you that you want to share with the audience to make sure they're paying attention to? Because we are going to be um, we're going to be fangirling over you and some of the things you got going on 
I think the biggest thing is to is that I'm a fan girl of y'all. I truly it was such a highlight to meet you. I still feel so consistent about that. Y'all are glowing through a screen. You glow through your voices. Every bit of energy that you guys present and move forward with, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a part of capturing that in a bottle and to echo that message forward. I just, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank y'all so much for listening in. Thank you, Haley, for joining us on our podcast. Like Shara said, follow us on Instagram, on LinkedIn, on Facebook. We'll have all the links are in our bio um, on Instagram, and we'll put them on the on the episode today. So, and also you can uh, access uh, Haley in her, through her links as well. So, thanks, Haley, for joining us. Thanks, Haley. <laughs> thanks for everybody for joining us. Yeah. See you later. <laughs>